Welcome to the Nude Attitude, where we shatter the mirrored ceiling, worship our sexy selves, and talk about all things holy. This is a safe place where we will be throwing around confidence like confetti and applauding people flaunting their bodies no matter the size, color, gender, or ability. I'm your host, Madeline Gregg, and we're about to dive into the lady pond or whatever gender you prefer to sink into. So raise your glasses high and cheers to your slut side in this nude revolution. Before I start this episode, I do have to put a trigger warning in front of it. We talked about toxic relationships and sexual assault and sexism in the workplace. A couple of times I did have to cut in, and that's why you would hear my voice sound like this versus a normal recording. If you are a survivor of sexual assault and toxic relationships, I want you to understand that you are not alone. Please enjoy. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready to get started? I'm good. All right. What's your names and what do you, what's your names? <laughs> Let me rely. What is your name and what do you prefer to be called? I am Lauren. Um, I prefer to be called Lauren, but you know, I get called the Kage too, and that is totally fine as well. Either one is good. I don't look much like a Thakage, but I go with it. I'm down with it. <laughs> Literally have no clue what that is. <laughs> It is. I am anime trash. So, okay. Okay. Very, very short story. When I was in middle school, I was like severely bullied. And this doesn't sound like an uplifting story. Sorry. (laughs) It's uplifting. I promise. Okay. Um, And I was like having a really bad time. And there's this group of guys that saw me in the lunch line and they felt bad. And they were like, hey, you know what? I don't know your name, but you're really cool. So we're going to call you Thug Nasty. Okay. So they befriended me as Thug Nasty. And I was like, this is ridiculous, right? So then that mixed with this stupid anime that I like, Naruto. Naruto? <laughs> Naruto. I'm judging. Look, it'd be like that. <laughs> I took the two names and smashed them together because they helped me get through such a rough part of my life. So my Twitch name is Thug Kage. So very nerdy. It sounds like a type of porn. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, it does. And you know, I get that all the time. Um, I get that it sounds like that. I have some people call me Thug Cake. <laughs> thug Cake, okay, like you're gonna, okay, well, I found your fans only or only fans name. Thug Cake, like built like a Pixar mom, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm so excited for this new venture for you. (laughs) Back to the icebreakers. (laughs) What are your pronouns? A she, her. Uh, What's your sexual orientation? Honestly, not sure. That is absolutely acceptable. I think I said that too. I was just like, I like it all. Yeah, that is something I've kind of, you know, I get asked a lot of times on stream what my sexual orientation is all the time. Because that's always, you know, I think it's the short hair. Um, (laughs) 
Oh, that could be it. Not that you're not doing that like super edgy, like slit in the eyebrow type of thing right now. So not yet, not yet. (laughs) yet. (laughs) So, you know, that is a question that is asked very frequently, very frequently, or it's assumed. Um, So whenever it's even asked on stream, I've just kind of like, I used to be like, you know, I'm actually straight, but now I kind of just say, you know, I don't know. And I, that's okay. And one day I will know. And that's okay too. Yeah, you're exploring. It's not a big deal. I mean, people find like their sexual orientation like in their 60s sometimes. So don't feel pressured. Um, 60 year old Thug Kage is like, you know what? This is good. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's your favorite position? You know, I personally am more of like a doggy style person. That makes me feel so vanilla saying that. I'm like, "Mm," you know, I'm more of a doggy style person. I also, dude, I don't even know what it's called, but you know that missionary position where suddenly you didn't think you were flexible and then suddenly you were like a gymnast? Okay, actually, I'm very, very (laughs) flexible. So I love like my knees like are wrapped around my head. So yes, I do. I understand that to a T. That's the one. Spread me out, please. Yup. I'm in the circus suddenly. I'm like, here we go. Yeehaw. Break my pelvis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last porn you watched? This is so weird. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, right? So I stumbled upon this video years ago and I watched it for comedic effect, but it was so strange. I totally understand because sometimes I go down porn rabbit holes. I'm just like, well, now I'm here for science purposes and I'm just I'm not masturbating this is literally for like sociology that's exactly what it was I was talking on my stream about it it was something I think it was titled like angry clown bones teacher I can't wait to look this up (laughs) and the clown is like outside and he teleports into the chair and it's very poorly made it's honestly rotten tomatoes gave it a 99 percent. it was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) well you know okay that's getting in like the very like halloween spirit i'm proud of you (laughs) thank you thank you i would be the clown but (laughs) yeah exactly okay um so what's the most amount of people you've had sex with at one time one actually Okay. Um, what do you think your most attractive feature is? Ooh, my most attractive feature? Oh my goodness. Um, oh wow. Oh wow. I'm gonna say my eyes. That's so like, that's so John Green. (laughs) My eyes. (laughs) (laughs) People write songs about them. (laughs) We'll accept it. Um, what feature do you struggle to love the most? I would say probably my nose and my uh, facial structure. Okay. Is there a reason for that? Yeah. So I got smashed in the face by a field hockey ball <laughs> in That's high school. really metal. <laughs> very, very metal back in my scene days. Um, oh. And it deviated my septum. So oh God. yeah, a lot of people don't notice it, but you know, when it's on you, you like see the bump and you're it's just like, <gasps> oh yeah. Especially yeah. if it wasn't originally there, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So that kind of gets me sometimes. Um, just when I see myself from the side or I'm just like, oh, my nose, I also can't breathe out of one of my nostrils. So like, it just, it's just annoying to exist there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then facial structure. This is something I'm kind of getting used to, but I have like a very like chubby cheek type of face. 
And, you know, sometimes when you see, like, the very, like, sharp jawline, you're like, it's me, I'm Alf and the chipmunk. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Here's my five chins. But that's something, you know, I'm kind of getting past. But that used to be, like, a really, really big thing for me. But now, you know, I'm fine with it. I can store so much food in these bad boys. I'm, I'm going to say something that I literally tell everybody. You're probably just not your type. And that's okay. Mm. 100% agree. Yeah. And when you trash talk your face like that, you're actually trash talking the people that find you attractive. Oh, I kind of love that. Right. So Ooh, I'm a bitch. Stop being <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a bitch suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Accept what you have. God damn it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> that'll be a hundred dollars thanks for coming to therapy um what (laughs) i'll cash up that if that's okay yeah that's fine um what feature do you notice in someone that you're attracted to first physical feature Mm -hmm. or i mean it could be literally anything um i would say probably eyes and jawline okay (laughs) that's your feature that you struggle to love and the feature that you love the most on yourself Yup, exactly. No, it is very strange. And what I normally look for too is like the opposite of me. So I 100% see kind of what you're saying there. Not like I, right. I've been woken up. <laughs> you would not pick yourself up at a bar. You would not click that porn. You're just not your type and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, what, how do you unwind? How do I unwind? This is probably, oh my gosh, I'm going to be judged so hard. This is so dumb. <laughs> I personally like to very hardcore. And it, girl, it's not even dancing. It, I call it dancing. It's more of like that, like run around your apartment at 3 a.m. You think you're dancing. You look horrifying. Okay, I think this goes back to what we were talking before I started recording about like the Mountain Dew thing. And I think you need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mountain Dew. I just get so wired. I'm yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, physical, most of the time, it's weird, because either I can unwind by, like, physical activity, so that's going to be things like that freaking Mountain Dew charge dancing, or, of course, like, you know, like, sex or things like that, or I become completely introverted, burrito, nobody touch me, give me my 15 blankets, let's watch this stupid show together type of person. Some deep pressure type of thing, I feel that. Mm-hmm. All right. So those were the icebreakers. You did great. You did not plead the fifth. Congratulations. Um, So describe your profession. Yes. So I, of course, have my day job and then I have what I do on, which I consider my main job. (laughs) You have your night job. Okay. My night job. (laughs) So by day working with high school students, by night raunchy. Um, (laughs) So thank you. You get it. So I stream on Twitch. Um, I started doing that about a year and two months ago, and I started out being more of a game-focused streamer and slowly evolved into more of a just chatting streamer uh, where I focus on a lot of different topics. So we go all the way from political to just, you know, more like meme stuff to Mm -hmm. kind of just like self-love, mental health. We dive into a lot of different topics, just kind of whatever we're feeling that night. That's what the community and I kind of build off of. So for example, every month we do a selfie hype stream. So everybody puts in their selfies, the whole community hypes everybody up, um, and we let them decide if they want wholesome, very thirsty, or both. 
that's so amazing. that's something yes it's always so fun and oh my gosh the shit that comes out <laughs> I want to is- try that that like I'm not I hardly even played Animal Crossing but like that sounds so much fun you gotta do it. It is ungodly, some of the things that are said, but it is amazing. So that's some of the things we do. I know this weekend we're doing an art hype. So the selfie hype has gone really well, and now we're doing people's artwork. So whether that's it's like great. photography. Yeah, photography, cosplay, po- poetry, anything that's considered art, that's what we're going we're gonna to do this weekend. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of it is it's be, it has gaming on it, but it's definitely become more of like a community building type of platform. That's amazing. That, wow. That's so much bigger than what I thought it was. Cause I was just like, oh, she just plays video games and people watch. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's how I started out. But there is, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts and shows that happen on Twitch. So Mm -hmm. it is really kind of like branched out to be more of just more than just gaming, more than just ninja and things of that nature. Um, there's so much, there's sex and relationships on there. There's so many different things that can kind of be unlocked on that one platform. That's fascinating. That is truly fascinating. I'm floored right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get on there, girl. Like, quite honestly, you could have told me you're fur- a furry and I would believe that more than what you just told me. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. There's you're like, so that much. life is crazy too. No. That- <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the reason I have you on here though, (laughs) is to talk about sexism and streaming and gaming because it's no secret. I feel like, especially with the Me Too movement, a lot of things came out with whether it was like Dungeons and Dragons or just like streaming in in a hole or whatever. I feel like they were outed basically. So can you speak a little bit on that? On just sexism and streaming just in sex, Like what you have seen and from your re- viewpoint, sexism in streaming and gaming. So I think that there are so many different kind of routes I can take with this because there's so many different types of sexism. There's sexism that's just straight out like, you ho, like you slut mm-hmm. on Twitch, stop right now. And then I know the other day I was wearing shorts on stream and somebody was like, oh, why are you wearing shorts with a long sleeve shirt? Like implying that it was slutty, not that my legs are just warm. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. But then there's also the sexism that where it's not as obvious. Uh, for example, something that really sticks out to me is I have a friend, he is a streamer. We do the same type of thing. And there's a lot of people that come to my community that also go to his community. Mm -hmm. There have been multiple times where he will say, miss a message or he'll miss somebody saying something and they'll Mm -hmm. let it go. I miss them saying something and it becomes Lauren doesn't care about me and Lauren is ignoring me and why haven't you replied to me offline and it almost is like a higher standard there which I always find interesting and you know Hmm. normally the people that do that they're not around anymore so it's fine but that's a great example of it and then just like small little comments that can come out I had one community member who felt it was necessary to say uh, that my bra was showing through my shirt and that his therapist told him that if I was gonna wear this colored bra I should wear this colored shirt I'm sorry fascinating okay that's a very roundabout way of saying 
your bra is making me triggered. Yup. Fascinating. <laughs> can, can I just let you know, too, that this man also wrote sexual fan fiction about us? Um... <laughs> Is there a way to block him? Oh, he's gone. Is... Okay, I don't gone. think this is healthy for him or you. I don't want to tell no. you how to live your life or do your profession, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you from an outsider looking in, this is not good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad that that was solved. Uh, cool. Mm-hmm. What about, like, sexism in, like, games? Yeah. So I think... That gets difficult, too, because when you look at statistics on Twitch, you know, the top streamers are men, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of women streamers up there as well, but you still have so many comments made towards women streamers that are like, you are just successful because you're pretty, and you don't have a personality, and you're just something to look at, so you're doing well, which is insane to me, because some men will actually victimize themselves for not doing well on Twitch because they're not a pretty woman, but you have ninja the number one streamer on twitch who is not a pretty woman (laughs) so it starts to get a little rough there where it's like i mean even that stuff that came out there is a streamer her name is uh well i'm not gonna say her name there's a streamer and (laughs) it came out that you know she wasn't playing her own games and it was just annihilated immediately and you know maybe maybe that is not cool but at the same time you kind of ask, why did she feel the need to fake that? Yeah. Why did she feel the need to do well in those games and have somebody else do it? Which always comes into question to me because there are so many comments made that women just do well on Twitch because of how they look. Mm -hmm. Instead of maybe men holding themselves accountable and having a crumb of personality. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Hmm. Okay. So... Do you think being a female has like attracted people to your following or like heightens it? Or do you think that's hindered it? 100%. I think that, Wait, 100% which one? (laughs) (laughs) Like not to- Yes and. (laughs) Yes and. Like not to contradict what I just said, because, you know, sometimes it will be said that women only do well because of their looks. I think that you can attract people to you because of your looks, but I don't think that should be seen as a venomous thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that people stay because of your personality most of the time. And, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of beautiful people in this world. There's people are beautiful in their own way everywhere. So it's kind of like, what are you doing? that makes somebody want to stay. So although I don't really give into the women are only doing well because their looks. Yeah. I think of course, you know, somebody might, that's natural to be like, Oh, Hey, this person is pretty. I like that. Let me go talk to them. But it's it's your personality and who you are that is going to keep them there instead of just, you know, kind of being like, cool. Saw that good. All right, here I go. So yes, I do think that looks help but I don't think it should be looked at in such a venomous way of, oh, you're doing well because you look like this and I'll always fail because I look like this. Because I think everybody has their own cup of tea and you know, there's people that don't find me attractive and there's people that will find something else attractive. But I don't think that's the number one thing that's gonna make you build a relationship with somebody. Yeah, so all in all, it's like, yes, you might attract people because you, know, you have titties and you're wearing shorts and a long sleeve t-shirt. A crumb of titty. A crumb of titty. Yeah, because that's like (laughs) a thing now. Um, But they're staying because of your content. They're not staying because like 
you're doing stuff in a sports bra, which you're not. Yes, I like to think so. And, you know, even... And that's where it gets kind of complicated because I will actually have people come into my stream and make comments such as, and will we get rid of these so fast? But they'll make comments like, oh my gosh, you're the first woman streamer I've have I've seen in a while who's not just like doing a stream in a bikini. Thank God. And I'm like, nope, get out. Like, absolutely not. Really? That's not. happening? Oh, all the time. Like, it's a compliment. And it's not. I'm not down for putting down other women. And that always just like, ugh. I'm like, ew. Because then the thing is, what if I want to do a stream in a bikini tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I do. Maybe I'm just cold today. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> maybe you're always. running late from the pool. Like. Yes. <laughs> to me, it is not a compliment for somebody. And it's it comes from women, too. It's not a compliment to tell someone that they're being a better woman than another woman. I think that yes. is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like just raise people up. You have to raise people up. You're not your success or like their success isn't hindering yours in the slightest. Everybody can win. Everybody can do well. There's room for everybody on the top of the cake. So tell me about the creepers that you get. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Woo. Okay. Let's dive into this. So, you know, I do want to make it obvious that I have an amazing community and I would say 90% of my community is absolutely phenomenal and fabulous and great because the other 10% is gone now. <laughs> we get rid of them. I mean, you but, absolutely do like attract what you give. And it sounds like you're giving your community amazing, amazing content. So of course you're going to attract good people, but I mean, it's basically like an open to the public, right? Yes. Yes. So I always say that I feel like I have the best community ever. I'm very thankful to have them. But of course, yes, you do get the the people pretty often that roll through. And wow, 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 wow. So I think the last thing that really stuck out to me is they didn't even come to my chat this time. They were actually DMing me while I was streaming. And it was just the most disgusting, foul, like, threats of sexual assault, basically. Ew. Just, yeah, very in detail of, like, what they were going to do to me, racial slurs involved, um, making comments about my mouth and what they could do with it. Okay. Just this very, ah, very sickening. And I'm streaming, and I'm, it's popping up every two seconds. I'm like, Which wow, I'm all crazy. for hearing if it's, like, consented, but obviously it's not. You're literally working right now. <laughs> exactly. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, that's crazy right there, you know? <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's some issues. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, there's definitely that where it's just people that fly in with the most, it's kind of like the shock value. They're just looking for something and they'll make very, very, very intense comments and then also try to insult you at the same time, which is always interesting. Um, I remember getting one comment that was like, I am going to wreck those like disgusting small titties or something like that. So it's almost like a you're a sexual object, but let me also insult you at the same time, which yeah. is insane. I'm okay with having literally nothing. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but that's always, ooh, that happens very frequently, especially to women streamers. Um, I would say almost every stream you get something like that, 100%. And of course you can get rid of it pretty quickly now that you can ban IP addresses. But back, back a while ago, you couldn't ban IP addresses. So they would just make another account and come back in. 
Oh, that's sweet. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's stuff like that. And then of course there's the community members that you have that you find out later are kind of pieces of shit that you have to get rid of. I know that I had a community member who had donated $800 to me and I was like, okay, cool. Like we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Well, found out he was hitting on someone in the community that was uh, 16 in a very creepy way, very creepy, subtle type of manipulative way, almost in a way of like, Hey, when do you get out of school? Do you drink alcohol? Would you want to voice chat sometime? Stuff Ew. like that. Yeah. Immediately gone, done, get it away. Don't care how much money, get gone. Yeah. Like, thank you for your 800, but <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Yes. Out. So I think that's another thing too, is sometimes the victims of that sexual harassment aren't just the streamer, it's the women that are in the community as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind so, of affects everyone. Before you said that people are like um, commenting on your DM or like sliding into your DMs, expecting for you to be at their beck and call, basically. And it sounds like they're seeing you as more of a mother figure or a therapist. That's yes. So this will happen, and we run into it sometimes, my mods and I. And it's not everybody, of course, because I always make sure that my community knows that I'm there for them. You know, if they're having problems, if they're not having a good day, if something's going on, like I'm there as a friend, as a support, like shoulder to cry on, got you, here for it. The whole community is there. We're very close knit. But there are those one offs that kind of become almost dependent and a little, for example, I have run into situations where I'm in the middle of streaming, talking to everybody. Hey, how's your all's day? What's going on? And I'm getting messages in the chat. Like you haven't replied to me and I'm going to kill myself or something like that. And being live. Yeah. And being live, you start like, Oh God, like, what do you even say to this? What do you do about this? And it's like, Hey, I've messaged you this many times and you haven't replied and I'm, I'm not doing well mentally and I'm not okay. And you need to reply to me. It almost becomes like a type of like demand, especially when you're live for say, you know, I average around like 69, 69, nice. I average around like 69 people right now. So, you know, you've got 68 other people in there, sometimes up to a hundred or more. And you're like, Ooh, you got this one-off situation that you have to figure out how you're going to deal with live because that's been put on you and you've read it out loud because you're already scrolling through the chat so fast that you just start reading what's ever in the chat. So what do you say? Like, is tell them a hotline or? Normally my go-to are resources, 100%. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, take a moment and talk and see kind of what's going on and make sure that everything's okay. But it can be hard sometimes when, you know, you are in the middle of streaming. I also have a full-time job and it does become angry sometimes. Like, hey, you haven't given this time to me to respond and I'm not doing well. And I'm sitting here not even aware that they reached out sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm so everywhere, especially in multiple different social medias that I have no idea that was even a thing. So yeah. it does kind of take you from the side and you're like, whoa. Like, and then you have to figure out how to deal with it without upsetting someone. And that's a lot of that's a lot to put on somebody who is broadcasting live thinking that they're talking about one thing and then they find out this other thing. So I think that happens a lot, 100%. I've noticed it 
I feel that sometimes it is higher with um, streamers that are women, 100%. And I don't know if that's more of like a nurturing element Mm -hmm. or something like that, but it kind of ties back to how I talked about my friend who is a streamer, who is a man, you know, he doesn't deal with that. Like I deal with that. And we share a lot of the same community members. So do you think that a part of this is like, they just see you as more approachable as like having a woman's face? I think so. I think that can definitely be part of it because of course, you know, when you're streaming, you are going to come off as nice. You're happy that everybody's there. You're, I'm, I like to be a nice person, like 100%. I'm there to be there for them. I'm there to have a good time. Like I love them all to pieces. They're all amazing. But then sometimes that can be taken to the next step Mm -hmm. of, you know, this is the time I have to hang out with everybody. And this is the time I have in my life to see how everybody is doing. And that's pretty much it. After that, it's work all day, sleep, stream, work all day, sleep, stream. Yeah. So those lines kind of get blurred of, well, if she can do this, she can also do this. Yeah. It's not like you have office hours or something. Yes. Yes. And you can't. And you know, that kind of sometimes takes a toll on you as a person because you don't want anybody to feel like that you don't care about them. It's just physically impossible to keep up with that. And you start, Ooh, and you start kind of going inwards and you're like, Oh no, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And you get very nervous and you have to make sure you're not showing that when you're live as well, because you don't want to you know, it can be triggering for other people as well. You have to think about yeah, exactly. everybody. Like, you don't know what other people have been through that are listening to. So that sounds incredibly difficult and hats off to you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't do much. It's not great, but it's honest work. But there is, there's such a fine line of making sure that, you know, I consider my community like a family. Like I'm there for all of them. I love them all to pieces, but I also... Mo- like all of them there's just the one-offs understand that I'm not ignoring them I'm just mm-hmm. I'm so busy and then I'm so introverted so I have to build back up my energy bar that it is just it would be physically impossible for me to be so many places at once that's not how it is but you do have those one-offs that don't understand that and then you run into that issue of okay you're gonna think I'm a bad person when I just had no idea yeah exactly you told me in the past that you worked at a certain gaming store. Yes. Um, so would you like to dive in a little bit about that? Because I feel like you probably have some experiences and stories when it comes to. Yes. Yes. We're <laughs> so- <laughs> just like, I mean, like there's only one, so. <laughs> yes. So I worked at a video game retailer for about five and a half years. I, there is a lot that goes behind this from customers to internal to everywhere. So my first day on the job, one of something I will never forget. And I know it was a joke, but it completely set the theme for the rest of the five and a half years. My uh, supervisor at the time told me one that our main boss hired me because I had boobs and we needed boobs in the store. But you don't have any boobs. We've and I don't have any boobs. Yeah. I was like, who do, who, do you know who you hired? There's nothing yeah. here for you. Who told him this? <laughs> I'm like, hello? Must be that good push-up bra. Victoria's Secret, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said that he bets that I play no games besides Cooking Mama. Okay. <laughs> that was I don't even know what that is. 
I feel like she would be a more realistic one, but okay. (laughs) Yup, yup. And you know, by I knew it was a joke. I was also 16. So I was like, ha ha, funny, edgy. That's rough. That's a lot to put on a 16-year-old. And that's disgusting to tell a 16-year-old. Yup, yup, 16. So that kind of set that theme there, right? (laughs) Well, of course, that would, and I could talk about this for hours, but I'll give the short version because, of course, this is a 45 minute podcast. No, give me (laughs) Extend it. It's not a big deal. I have room in my cloud. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. There are so many different things that happened over the course of five and a half years. There were Ooh, there was a certain superior who was in charge of me for a while and he would make me hug him before I left work and I was 16. He was 20, late 20s. Yeah, late 20s because he's in his, I believe he's almost 30 now um, or in his 30s. So he would make me hug him before I left. He would hit on me during work hours. I had another boss when I was 17 who would text me when I was putting games on the wall and be like, dang, Lauren, you look good putting up those games. Mm. Yeah. This was appropriate. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm 16, 17. This is, like, my dream job at the time. I'm like, well, this is You almost, like, don't know what to say to that, especially if this is your first time being sexually harassed. You don't know what to do. Yep, yep. So I just didn't think anything of it. I'm like, this is fine. This is okay. I had another boss uh, say that he was going to leave his wife for me. (laughs) I had another. Yeah, yeah. And he was in his 30s. Um, that happened, you know, I had another boss tell me about his whole sexual life on the clock when I was 17, just all of it. He was 30 as well. And that kind of goes back to that approachable woman thing where like, I think that they think they can just tell you these things and you're young. So you're like, wow, cool. Like this is I'm one of the cool people. Like I'm 17. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Everybody like, oh, I'm I'm getting along well here. Not even realizing what is happening. Yeah. And looking back now, you're just like, how the hell? I mean, hell no, I wouldn't talk to a 16 year, like a 16 years. You're not even allowed to be listening to this unless you're 18 and older. Like what the fuck? Yep. Yep. I had that same boss tell me about how he got a blowjob in the back room. You know, it was all like, these, well, that, that ain't going to be me. <laughs> not me, not me, sir. All yeah. these details that came from internal. And then you mix that up with the external. And I would have customers come in, wrap their arm around me. I would, ha- oh, goodness gracious. I have one boss from this place that is wonderful. He is amazing. He took over after all of this harassment. And he would, woo, somebody would come in and put their arm around me. And I swear, he almost came out with like a broomstick. Like, get up and get up out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely phenomenal, man. He's like, what are you doing over here? But years of this, and then it switched to customers as I got older. So as the internal kind of went away, the customers got stronger. So that was really strange. That's what I wondered too. And I don't know if it was... I I like to I I think feel like it's like the way I started dressing maybe which is so like crazy to say but I went from you know that's not your fault 
Yeah, exactly. But I think that's 100% what it was, which is messed up. Because I went from wearing my flannels and jeans as like a 16, 17 year old to wearing tight business skirts and button up blouses. Mm-hmm. 100%. I would have mm-hmm. men come in and ask for a controller off the ceiling and tell me that it was so that they could look up my skirt. Ew. Yep. And I would have men come in and ask where the man is on duty because there's no way women can be running a store alone. <laughs> oh, you're like, okay, then I don't need your money. Or what do you even say to that? Oh, at that point, it was so, like, far in my career that I would just not even, I was like, I'm sorry, are you kidding? Like, are you, where are you from? (laughs) Do you know what you're doing? (laughs) I would have, uh, there's so many different levels of sexism. I would have men come in and test me on video games. They would ask me questions about video games. Oh, the whole mansplaining thing? That's my favorite type of sexism. Oh, yeah. The, there's no way you know about this stuff, right? There's no way. That would happen so often, and they would want to talk to a man about the knowledge. And every time it happened, my boss at the time would go, oh, hey, actually, Lauren knows a lot more about this if you want to talk to her about it. And I was like, ooh, there we go. He would hear it, and he would make sure to say, oh, I don't know anything about this. Lauren actually has all the knowledge if you want to go talk to her. Perfect. Mwah. Chef's kiss. It's so sad that you just had like one good one out of the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. It was rough. You know, he was definitely the best. And then I finally got a woman boss as kind of like my district. And that's where things really kind of changed. And, you know, I still work for her now at a completely different place. So oh, really? I followed her. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, um, wherever you're going, I'm following. Just yeah, let me, let me come through. <laughs> But there's so many things that had happened during that. And there was so much sexism. There was so much sexism. I remember having to have a phone call with my boss, who is the one I'm still with, uh, who was a woman. And she had gotten a phone call because I had posted a picture on Facebook of me in a Spider-Man costume. Oh, a Spider-Man costume, which, by the way, was a little too loose. Um, no skin. Full-on Spider-Man costume. So, like, and a morph suit, basically. Yeah, except it was loose, so it wasn't even that morphy. <laughs> okay. So, but even if it was, my goodness gracious. Um, and she said, hey, you know, another district manager told me about this picture, and I want to call you because he made the comment that you looked like a stripper and that it was unprofessional, and that if you want to move up, you can't be posting stuff like that on social media. And I could tell when she had to tell me this, she was so uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable, you know, like woman to woman. It's like, is this really happening right now, you know? And she's like, look, I think it's dumb, but, you know, in a male-dominated field, like, this is, this is what's happening right now. Yep. Yep. And I just remember being so mortified and so embarrassed. And the only thing I could keep thinking about is that same day, another store manager who is a man posted a slave Leia cosplay that was showing his whole body. Okay. Nothing was done about it. And I kept thinking about that. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like that this was even brought up to me from my Facebook. And I remember that so hard. And 
I went on my Facebook. I removed that man. I was like, absolutely get away from me. And I had run into that man, that district manager who made that comment about me Mm -hmm. months, no, years later at a bar, years later, probably less than a year ago. And he is there with his wife and he will not leave me alone. Like he had gotten away from his wife to talk to me and ask, yep. And ask what I was doing. He asked if I wanted to come work for him. Uh, started making comments you on like, what I fell to the note. Are you like right. what kind of memory do you have? Right, right. Asked if I wanted to come work for him, of course. Asked, you know, started making comments on my outfit and me cutting my hair and would would start following me throughout this bar when I was trying to get away from him. And I started being mean. I was like, you better get your crusty ass away from me. I was like, no, absolutely not. And he will not leave me alone. And then he finally says to me, he goes, come on, I just want to talk to the insert company name here, video game retailer, Mm -hmm. slut. (gasps) Yup, 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 yup. And I said, excuse me? And he said, I'm just kidding. I've just missed you. I I remember being like, I cannot make this up. Is this really happening? Like this person who was way above me in the company making this comment about that picture, which, you know, I can show you the picture and you would be like, are you kidding me? It's still up. I'll use it for your thumbnail. Don't worry. (laughs) Right. Blaster it. Blaster it everywhere. Insert company name. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, oh my gosh, he did this to me, embarrassed me, hits on me at a bar years later while his wife is across the bar and then has the audacity to ask me to work for him in the same sentence that he calls me the company slut. I was mind blown. Like, no way this is happening right Like, now. honestly, I mean, I don't blame you. I would be floored too. It's like sometimes I feel like a lot of women really understand and some men probably they when a sexual harassment or so when somebody like talks to you like that to that extent you like your guards down you don't even know what to say next because like you're taught not to lash out at people you're taught to like be polite you're taught to like you know be respectful to people yet this person is directly disrespecting you, directly trying to hurt your feelings. And you're like, okay, so what do I do? Exactly. Especially in a corporate setting where you think this is your future and you're trying so hard to move up and you are working three times as hard to kind of stand out in that male populated field. And it's working, but you know, I was doing great. I was very successful at my job. I had gotten amazing praise, but with that praise, there was also so much, well, you have to fit into this mold and you have to look like this and you have to be careful about this and you have to watch your emotions. It was wild. It was so crazy because the male equivalents to me never really got that. They did from my boss who was a woman, but past that, and of course, my other boss who I talked about, he's a man, but thank God, feminist <laughs> and amazing and wonderful and very, very, very perfect in every way. But a lot of the different areas of that was so great. It was so great. And you were constantly just kind of 
making sure that you almost fit into that male mold, which is bullshit because you're, I'm not a man. I'm a woman mm-hmm. in my field and I'm proud to be a woman in my field, but you had to be careful with that so that you didn't get called the company slut or you weren't too emotional or you didn't have too many of the other people you know, that had interest in you and then you couldn't hold them accountable because they had interest in you. Like there were so many things you had to follow. It was, it's very interesting. I remember my boss even saying that her boss told her to pull up her big girl panties one time. So (laughs) what do you think the turning point is that? Because honestly, I thought the turning point was going to be the Me Too movement four years ago, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So in a male-dominated industry it's obviously not going to be the women like wearing business suits because the business suits are going to be looked at as too sexy it's not going to be the women like quote-unquote fitting in because it's not it's not our job so whose responsibility do you see it that like this needs to change this has to change this isn't acceptable It's so hard because for so many years, you know, we have been trying to find that answer. And I think, unfortunately, it almost does get worse before it gets better, Mm -hmm. you know, with the exploration of OnlyFans and how sexual work is becoming more and more mainstream. Mm -hmm. It's making it better, but it's also making it worse, which sucks. And that's not... That's, it shouldn't be making it worse. That's ridiculous. But now you have people saying things like, oh, you don't have a real job. You know, just go make your money on OnlyFans. What's your OnlyFans? You just like selling your body on OnlyFans. Like, it is so crazy that a movement that is progressing equality and giving women power. And it goes back to that thing that we kind of talked about where it's okay to be pretty and it's okay to use being pretty and feel good about yourself it's okay that shouldn't be seen as uh you're successful because you're pretty ill um okay like that's fine everybody has their strengths and if that's the strength that you want to use fuck yes fuck yes and everybody you know i personally believe that everybody is pretty everybody has that expression and that confidence to be their best selves Like, I don't think it's a, oh, well, they're born pretty and I'm not. So they get an advantage in life. I just don't believe that. I think Mm -hmm. everybody has something. Everybody Everybody has has something that they can flaunt. Everybody has something that they can really exaggerate. Not necessarily to get what you want, but especially if you're like a um, influencer or somebody who streams your looks do matter. You know, there's no way around it. I'm posting nudes on Instagram. My looks matter. Um, Do I point out my cellulite? Absolutely. Do I point out my acne? Absolutely. But there's also like posts where things are edited, you know, and I try not to, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So to go back to the main question, it's hard because I, all I know is that it's not women's responsibility to keep fighting for this equality and fighting for to get away from these comments. And there's so many of them from, you know, sexual harassment to just derogatory comments to things like, Oh, you have short hair. You must like pussy. Or are you a man because you have short hair? And then if it's not something like that, it's something it's horrible comments that 
take down women like, oh, you're fat or, mm-hmm. oh, your teeth look bad. Like, women are huge, huge victims of being attacked for their appearance, their sexuality, and all the things that, you know, women are trying to be confident about and be like, yes, like, I'm taking this back are what's targeted the most. And it's exhausting. And it's just, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the responsibility of women to keep having a fight for this. It's right. just Well, it's not like it's a new change. concept. You know, yeah. it's not like we, all of a sudden we were like, hey, actually, we don't, we don't like being catcalled. Didn't you know? It's not like this is new. This is something that's been going on for literally ages. It's not new. It's been going on since like princesses were sold to the, like literally the highest bidder. So how do we get out of it, you know? Yeah. It is sad because when you do try to break that mold too and get out of it, a lot of the times it goes back to, you know, well, you're just emotional. You're just a bitch. I know I had one community member who has been around forever. He popped in my stream yesterday and he said, hey, like, Thuggy, you used to not wear so much makeup. And I just want you to know that I thought you were beautiful back then. And I told him, I just straight up said, you know, I don't really care. Like, I I don't care. That's my honest answer. I do not care what you think. And he was like, well, obviously you do care if you have to make sure to tell me. No, no, I genuinely do not care. (laughs) And that's the problem. You, you're honest about your feelings as a woman. You, su- you say straight up, hey, these are my boundaries. I don't appreciate this. This is how I feel. And a lot of the times it gets back to, well, you're just a bitchy woman and that's what it is. N- no. <laughs> no. So I know exactly what you mean by it. sometimes it almost feels hopeless. And it definitely really sucks. But I am glad to see that slowly but surely women are able to take that power and to be able to be what they want to be with things like OnlyFans or streaming or things of that nature. It's like we have strengths in so many different ways. Like all of us have different strengths and to be able to like do that and actually have more traction than we have in past years is amazing. But there's so much, so much more to do and so much more to get to. But all I know is if I see one more comment about how an own, how a man would never marry a woman that has an OnlyFans, I am going to fucking lose my mind. Let's just talk about OnlyFans for a second because (laughs) it's like the best thing to come out of this quarantine. There are so many women owning their sexuality and men owning their sexuality on OnlyFans right now and like fucking power to them earn that coin sex work is work like just do it i don't know how you write it off on your taxes i guess you just say it's a gift i don't know but you know (laughs) (laughs) hell yes hell yes and you know every time i see some comment like that which i think the most popular comment is a woman that has an OnlyFans is not wife material see that all the time and I always start to think I'm like okay so cool you're probably not okay with a woman having too many sexual partners before you Mm -hmm. you're probably not okay like say a woman is bisexual you're probably cool with having a threesome with another woman but not with another man like that's that's what it gives off to me that energy of maybe it's not her maybe it's your confidence that you need to kind of tune up a little bit yeah I feel like in so many ways it's like you know, every generation, I feel like the sexism, it's getting 
is it getting better or getting worse? Like, how do you word that? <laughs> but like, there's less sexism as the years go on because women are standing up more. We are in the workplace more. We are, you know, holding office more. So there's that, but there's still just like, there's this level that I feel like we're not getting. And I feel like a lot of it comes to the upbringing. I have a son. It's not something that I talk about a lot on this podcast, but yes, I have children. <laughs> and I am very adamant that he will not grow up to be a fucking rapist or racist. I am incredibly adamant that he will treat women to the utmost respect. Now, I do have to say that my son is only two. I don't have the experience that a lot of other mothers have. And uh, quite frankly, this might be a very ignorant thing to say. Yes. And like, would their moms be ashamed that they said that? Or would their moms like really generally not care? I wouldn't know. My son's a toddler. He doesn't really cuss me out yet. And he doesn't cuss anybody out yet. So I really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Exactly. And that's so hard too, because, and this isn't something I talk about a lot, but you know, I've gotten more open about it over the years because I think it is important, but you know, I'm of course a victim of sexual assault, which I feel like is so common and it's almost, it's horrifying how it's common sad it is. because it's rare to find a woman who is not a victim of sexual assault. Exactly. Exactly. And I've had two different scenarios, one that wasn't in a relationship, one that was. Mm -hmm. And the one that was in a relationship, I kind of know that upbringing and I know that that it was okay, but I know other things that happened in their life kind of conformed into that. So then it's, you start asking like, when what can be done? What can be done? And when do you start holding yourself accountable so that you're not plaguing somebody else's life so that that person plagues somebody else's life? Like at what point is it you? And it's hard because I was in that relationship for three years. It was the hardest thing to get out of. And every time I wanted to leave, I he would bring up his trauma and my like nurturing, like, oh my gosh, you've been through stuff would get me caught back in it. Yes. And that is so awful. I feel like that happens to so many people. And it you do, you start thinking about like the upbringing and how that can be used. And it just creates more and more victims. And then those victims have to break the chain so that it doesn't create more and more victims. Mm -hmm. But no, I know exactly what you're saying there. You do start thinking about that. And I think that's something too that we really... Like that needs to be looked at both on, you know, women's side, male side. And that kind of also leads to the expectation on men and how there is still a stigma that like men cannot be emotional and men cannot have like trauma that they need to deal with and yeah. can't let out a good cry sometimes. So a lot of the times this trauma in this horrible, horrible baggage and these situations that have happened to them go ignored for years and then it can lead to something very very damaging in the future and I think that's that's definitely something that's big as women are getting victimized for being too emotional and for being too sexual in all of this sometimes you have the opposite side for men where they get you know victimized for being they can't be emotional and then they yeah. don't deal with it and then it results in something 
Right. They're like possibly bringing out their trauma that they've had in the past on people in their grown up lives and their adult lives. Um, and I think it's a new concept that's coming up, especially right now in the past, like probably year that just because you have trauma doesn't mean that you're able or, um, it's okay to traumatize somebody else. Your trauma doesn't give you an excuse to give you like to be abusive. Exactly. 100% agree with that. And, you know, I sometimes will look at myself too. I know when I had gotten out of that three-year relationship and gotten into uh, my relationship, another relationship, I had brought a lot of things that I thought were toxic, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. outburst defense mechanisms. And it took me a little bit to be like, Oh my gosh, this is me. Like this is, I'm doing this because I'm taking that relationship into this one. And I had to fix those things. I had to kind of be like, okay, what is causing this? You know, small things like the microwave slamming that would like, just like put me into like this very defensive, like, like get away, like horrible thing. And that's, I think that needs to be more normalized that victims of trauma, victims of assault, victims of all that, they sometimes will adopt toxic behaviors because it's just natural. When something happens to you, you get these defensive, Mm -hmm. but you still have to hold yourself accountable to break out of that. And it sucks. It sucks that that happens to anybody. It sucks that people are victims to that, but you have to break the chain and you have to hold yourself accountable while you're healing. And it's a really hard thing to process sometimes. And I think it's not talked about enough. Yeah, that was good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, oh no, was that bad? <laughs> that was very insightful. Well done. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was like, I hope that wasn't too much. <laughs> no, God, no, no. Nothing's like too much. I mean, especially if you're talking about your own assault, if you're talking about your own like experiences, it's not too much because that's the way that like you don't traumatize other people. And I am going to have to put a trigger warning on this, but honestly, I really couldn't I couldn't care less like it's and I'm okay with you cutting out anything you need no I think all of this is really really important like I'm a survivor of rape I'm a survivor of assault three times over like I I I understand a lot of what you're saying and I think it's something that a lot of other people can understand what you're saying and you shouldn't have to edit yourself just because it might be triggering to somebody else. Like your story is very valid and your story is very important. And if it's triggering for somebody else, they're going to see that trigger warning and they're going to know to stay away. But that's not something that I edit out. It's so sad because it's like a sisterhood that you never really wanted to sign up for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now I ask you um, questions that people have submitted. Awesome. I hate asking this one, but it was asked. Gonna ask it anyways. You can just give me a ballpark or be like, it's a number, but do you make any money? Off of Twitch. Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually make way more money than my actual job. (laughs) Way more, way more. And, you know, I, I am transparent about it most of the time. I think last month I made 6,000, uh, 
the month before that five thousand. Not even showing those non-existent titties. Not no non-existent <laughs> subtle titties. <laughs> yeah, I am very, very, very lucky to be supported by an amazing community that you know wants me to still be around and wants me to pursue this. So with subscriptions, bits, donations that is paid to me every single month. And you know, it's obvious that because everybody sees when somebody gives me bits and subscriptions, so they know that is adding up. My sub count is on my uh, channel, so they know how many subscribers I have. So they do the math, they can figure out my Twitch payment very easily. Mm-hmm. So yes, I definitely make money. I I make, God, I almost make three times as much as I do at my day job. Good for you for making those coins. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think it's great. And that's not something I'm shy about talking about because when people do want to pursue streaming and they're passionate about it, I always like to say, hey, like this is something that you can be happy doing and you can make a living off of. Like this doesn't have to just be like, well, I can't do it because I have to make, you can make money. You can, if you're surrounded by those amazing people that support you, they will help you and they will help you pursue this. And that's why they do it because they want you to keep going and they know that you know, that helps you out. So yeah, 100% do. And it has done so much. And, you know, my Twitch payments normally go to things to upgrade the stream. Yeah. Of course. Um, we donated $3,500 towards Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movements. I love that. Uh, Yes, that was amazing, amazing. Not that it has to be a thing, but that you donated. That's great. Yeah, and that was all them, you know? We had a lot of streams kind of just centered around talking about everything that was going on. And, hey, let's be transparent. Let's talk about this. Let's get into the gritty. Let's, Let's be real. Let's be real. And, you know... I was very surprised. I only had to ban three people (laughs) out of my community that I have that were like, hey, you know what? I don't support this. And I was like, well, then, you know, this is a Girl Scout. You're not my people. Yep. Don't care if you've been here since the beginning. This isn't a place for you. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely make money off of it. And it helps me keep going. It helps me make a living, helps me pay my moderators and helps keep upgrading. So, heck yeah. That's awesome. So what advice do you have for young lady streamers? What age exactly? Like it's just a question that somebody submitted. I don't know. So I'm thinking between the ages of like, let's say eight and 14, like preteen to early teens. That's hard. That is really hard because of course I did not start streaming until I was 23 and the internet is a scary place for someone that young. It is very scary. And I don't know if I'd recommend Twitch for an age that young. You know, normally I, I don't want to say that you should only start streaming if you're over the age of 18, because I don't necessarily believe that. But if you are going to do it at a young age, and I'm, I know Twitch has an age requirement. I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head, but I know it's under 18. I would recommend, of course, with the chat that you have, really restricting it. It, That chat can go bad so quickly. And, you know, I have four mods on deck who are always ready to ban somebody or get rid of a horrible comment. I mean, there are so many things that happen on that site. There are people Mm -hmm. that program bots to come in and say horrible things, and it will fill up your chat with a thousand messages in two seconds. Holy shit. Yeah. So... 
you know, you have to deal with that so that you aren't like, oh no, what, what do I do? What is happening? And it can be anything from racial slurs to sexism to just these horrible things because of course you're alive and it's meant to get to you. Yeah. With somebody doing that that young, I would just recommend really taking the precautions and making sure that your chat is maybe more secure and not very public because I wouldn't want anybody at a young age to deal with that. And I don't know, maybe Twitch isn't the site to do that. Maybe it's better to start with something that is more private, like Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook gaming is a thing. Maybe even YouTube where it's not live. And then kind of work your way into that. Because being live has such an intimate, vulnerable level of connection there that it might not be the best thing to start with. And if you do want to get into streaming games, I think I'd recommend something more private, like one of those two at an age like that. So what do you recommend for parents for like the kids that are watching streams? You know, there is something that you can do and, but this is on the content creators. You can actually make your streams mature and say that they're 18 plus, but the problem is, you know, you click one button and you're in that thing. Mm -hmm. like anything, like Pornhub. I mean, it's yeah. very easy to get in. Um, for parents that are having kids watch streams, I would just, you know, maybe monitor that a little bit, see what they're watching. They're, you can't have very, very explicit stuff on Twitch. You can't. You can talk about sex. You can talk about relationships. You can get a little raunchy sometimes, but you can't have like things you could have on Twitter, for example. No nudity, mm -hmm. no very, very, very explicit, explicit content. Um, of course, you can pretty much say most things, but there are boundaries to where I don't think it's a as scary of a place as, you know, some of these other sites. YouTube could arguably be just as bad. But I would just say kind of check out what they're watching. Maybe you know, find out who their favorite streamers are and kind of take a look at the content because all the VODs are saved and just make sure that it's what you want them to kind of, you know, be exposed to and be interested in, depending on the age. Uh, this was another question that was submitted. How do you, which I don't understand, I hope you do. <laughs> How do you get past voice chat as a woman? I'm guessing that they mean online voice chat because, okay, I'm guessing they mean like in parties when you're playing a game online. That's what I'm going to assume. And <laughs> that's funny because I talk about a story all the time. I sometimes will play online games on PS4 and I will hop into voice chat to kind of, you know, work with the team. And I remember there being a very young boy. You could just tell it was a young boy. And I hopped on voice chat and I was like, hey guys, like, let's team up. And he goes, oh, there's a slut on the mic. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've just been roasted. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's something that it doesn't bother me, but I think that's because I'm so used to it after working in a video game retailer for so long, after streaming on Twitch, after being questioned about whether I'm good or et cetera. And you know, I'm not even that good. So I'm just used to it Yeah, <laughs> that I just, I'm a, I get used to it. And I hate to say that because that shouldn't be like, oh, you just get used to sexism. Like, <laughs> it's whatever. Like, it's not whatever. But a lot of the times, it's just cool. People being people on the internet and trying to get something out of you because that's the highlight of their day. And I just don't let that bother me. 
there are so many, so many issues with sexism and there's so much shit that we need to work on and there's so much going on that men on PlayStation 4 chat is at the bottom of my concerns at this point. Just, I brush it off. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to get more kills <laughs> than you and then I'm going to leave this group. <laughs> like, yeah. but yeah, is it annoying? Sure, a little bit, but I hate to say it, but we deal with it so much as women that you have like your levels of what sexism starts bothering you. It's just like, that's cool. so incredibly true. Yeah. 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 It's just like, all right, cool. You're going to make a comment about being me, me being a woman, haha, <laughs> whatever. And then you have like, oh, you're actually sexually harassing me. And that's the level that I'm going to focus on rather than somebody in their mom's basement <laughs> saying, there's a slut on the mic. <laughs> So do you have any closing remarks? You know, I think, I think my biggest takeaway is it's crazy when you really start digging into the sexism and things that women of streaming or just women in any profession are victims to, it can get a little discouraging and it can make you feel like, wow, this is never going to go away. But I just want everyone to understand that I never, I would hate to see that prevent any woman from following their passions, whether that's OnlyFans, whether it's streaming, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's being in a male dominated field. Like, I never want to see a woman question herself because she's not sure about how it is going to be taken or the remarks she's going to get. As a woman, I want to see women go and chase their dreams and chase chase their passions whether it's something from cutting all your hair off to making an only fans to whatever you want to do in life don't let anybody's opinion stop you because you are going to kill that field and you are a freaking badass and you're going to rock that shit out you know and it's not worth missing out on the great opportunities that will come to you. You know, I talked a lot during this podcast about the bad things that have happened from streaming and the crazy things that have happened and the sexism, but there's also so many great things that have happened. I've built an amazing community. I'm surrounded by amazing people. I obviously am making a living to be comfortable off of Twitch. I'm following my dreams. I'm now no longer working retail. I'm getting to pursue my career with Twitch and my main job is now my side job. Like this is my focus. And I would never in a million years imagine that this would be my focus. And I am working towards partner and I'm doing the things that I want to do and working for myself. And I'm just, I'm surrounding myself with such healthy, wonderful, fantastic people that outweigh the negative. And it just is crazy to me because I started the streaming journey a year and two months ago and I never would have done it because I was in that horrible relationship for three years where he controlled everything I did and mm-hmm. he did not want me to be on the internet and he did not want me to post this or that or do this or that and I remember waking up in the middle of the night and being like is this all there is like I guess I'm gonna hate my relationship I'm gonna hate my job and I'm just going to go through the motions. And then, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to do this. And even if you are hit with that sexism or those issues that do arise, the payout and the experiences and the life-changing things are so, so much higher sometimes. And 
I just can't stress it enough that streaming has really, really freaking changed my life. And I am so thankful for it. So even though this podcast was about that raw emotion and the sexism that does very much exist in our world, I don't ever want that to stop a woman from going out there and taking life and like following their freaking dreams. You know, go do it. Anybody do it. Go. Don't let anybody, don't let no 14 year old boy on PS4 voice chat calling you a slut stop you. (laughs) And you have like almost, at least for me, like you have to show those people up. Like, if you're not going to believe in me, if you're going to say that, like, I shouldn't be doing what, posting my ass on Instagram, whatever it is, I'm going to show you up and I'm going to do it successfully and I'm going to make money while I'm doing it. And I'm going to be the biggest ass on Instagram, no matter what, just like, I'm going to show you up. I'm going to believe in myself so much that it's going to be contagious and you're going to look back and look at yourself as an asshole. Promote that ass. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with me tonight. Yes, of course, of course. It was yes. Yes. Hype through. <laughs> it was amazing. It was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for inviting me. I hope I didn't talk your ear off or get like too like wrong. You did, and I love it. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking so much. Like I have so many details. I'm either very introverted or I can't shut the hell up. Like, okay. No. So, um, a part of a podcast is you just have to talk the whole time. So you did great. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But no, thank you so much for inviting me. It means the world. I'm so glad I got to do this with you. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Nude Attitude, a podcast focusing on radical body acceptance and anti-slut shaming from a true hoe. If you want to interact with upcoming episodes, ask questions, or request topics, please find me on Instagram at the period nude period attitude and on Twitter at underscore nude underscore attitude and on my website, thenudeattitude.com. I'm Madeline Gregg. Hope you keep coming back for more.